0: And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer.
1: Good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer, and I am the dream business coach. Welcome to another fantastic interview here on Dream Business Radio, now in its ninth year. I have a really cool guest today, Ashao Free Sky. That is his name. Yes, Ashao Free Sky. He is a peak performance and business systemist. Systematizes, good lord, systems expert. (laughs) I can't say that word today. Late in the day here for me. Anyway, it's his. uh, It's passionate belief that parents deserve more time to enjoy their family and not just go off to work 60, 80 hours a week. He empowers. Parentpreneurs, which is a, a new slant on the entrepreneur, with his nine-step blueprint to systematize their business, become more effective, and shave 10 to 20 hours off their work And Who doesn't want that? Unlike others who focus only on increasing revenue, Ashao helps parents create a lifestyle that reclaims the precious moments with their family without sacrificing business growth. He's the founder of DoubleYourTimeOff.com. Ashao, how are you doing today?
2: Hey, Jim. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on.
1: My pleasure. You know, entrepreneurs, small business owners, listen to this. I've been coaching for 13 years. I know people work incredibly long hours, especially entrepreneurs and not just, you know, people who punch a clock, so to speak. Um, and I, I, you and I were talking right before we went live and I said, it's... Sometimes you hear things like the four hour work week or, you know, oh, work less, earn more. And you go, well, how is that believable? Because right now I'm burning the candle at both ends. Yet, you know, I I find myself uh, actually just a week ago celebrating my oldest kid's 40th birthday party. So, you know, time does march on and you only get one chance with your kids. So I, I like what you're doing. Now, before we get into the whole, before we unpack the double your time off, I'd love to hear a little bit of the background. Are you a first-generation entrepreneur? Um, did you have a role model, mentor, parent, grandparent, un- uncle? Like, Tell us a little bit about your journey to uh, being an entrepreneur.
2: Yeah. So in some sense, I would say I'm a first-generation entrepreneur. My father did um, work as, as a sales representative for a Windows and Doors company, but um, but it, it still was seemed more like, like a job. Uh, I didn't, mm-hmm. didn't start the business. So the reason that what really got me into this in the first place was that I was working a nine to five and we recently had our daughter. She was, I don't know, a few months old. And I would get up in the morning and I would leave to work before they woke up. My wife and my daughter did. And I would come back to work, you know, pff, maybe nine hours later and then i would have just like a couple hours before my daughter would go to sleep and i was just distraught at this time flying by i was projecting into the future what it would be like to be missing so much of my child's life right just feeling like this absent father and that didn't sit well with me and how old were you at this time uh i was a pretty young father i 22. Wow. So,
1: I mean, that's really, I mean, I, I started when I was young too. Uh, I was married at 21, had my first kid at 23, but you know, that's, that's um, very mature thinking, right. To be thinking like that. Right. Cause usually when you're in your twenties, and even early thirties, you are career focused, but you really, um, you really ha- had that forethought to think if I blink, she's going to be graduating high school.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's maybe a little bit of a rebel spirit in me where I was, you know, told I couldn't do certain things and I was like, well, that's too bad because I'm going to go and figure out a way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I was just didn't sit well with me that that I was missing so much of my daughter's life and so I was I was like, well, I I'm I'm going to I'm going to become an entrepreneur. I'm going to start this business and it was really scary, but luckily my my wife was very supportive. And kind of similar, like tangentially related to this was that becoming uh, a new father, I suddenly had very little time to myself. We were, you know, my wife was recovering from the birth and we had a a newborn baby. Like, what is this? Trying to figure it out. And so all of my time was going to work and to my family and I lost the sense of self and to really felt like an individual and I started to, to build up this frustration and even resentment and again projecting into the future I was like this is not okay uh, I need to do something about this so I, I was reading a book picked up some random book at the library and and found this part where they're saying fathers need a morning ritual to take care of themselves so they can take care of their family and I was like yes that is exactly what I need <laughs> and so part of what spurred me this is a kind of the seed what planted later on what I'm doing now um, which was how to get myself to do what I want to do because in college I was just like constantly procrastinating and distracted and not organized doing things at the last minute And I knew that, okay, if I want to create this morning ritual and, and develop these habits, like I have to change something. And so I started studying neuroscience and behavior change and applying that to my own life. And so over time I developed, you know, solid morning rituals, started um, developing more and more habits in my life to the point where friends would ask me like, well, how are you so disciplined? And that word was like, whoa, hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, what you talking to me? Discipline. I'm disciplined. <laughs> no, wait, you know, looking around my shoulder like, who are you talking to? Um, and and this just kind of started to build a reputation in my community as like the go-to person on habits and behavior change. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I've learned a thing or two. And so I started putting on programs and workshops on habit change. And so at the time, you know, I'm I'm an entrepreneur and I'm, running my business, working seven days a week. And I'm just trying to get more done faster. And I'm stuck in what I call the hamster wheel trap running around. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is not what I signed up for. Like I was wanting more flexibility in my schedule. And, uh, this is, this is not, this is not it, <laughs> um, So I thought to myself, well, you know, I've I've learned some things about behavior design and and creating systems. Like, why don't I implement this into my business? And so I started to leverage what I now call the laser beam effect. And I managed to shave, you know, 20 hours off my work week while actually getting more done in that time than I did when I was actually working an entire seven days a week.
1: What was the what was the main driver of that? Because that seems like an enormous amount of time. We're just so I guess one question would be, well, was that time being wasted? Did you just find ways to be more efficient at what you did, or did you offload some of your responsibilities? Like how did that really happen?
2: Yeah, so it's really a combination of of three things, and you, those were two of the things you just essentially mentioned, which are the three pillars of my W time off program. so the the first is, and I like to kind of relate this to a laser beam. So if you think of a laser beam, and you compare that versus the sun. So the sun emits billions of kilowatts of energy down onto the earth. But the worst that happens if you stand out in the sun is, you know, maybe you'll get a sunburn. But now a laser beam channels just a few watts of energy. That's not even kilowatts. And that's enough to cut through diamond. Mm. And so what we want in our business is to be like the laser beam. And what the laser beam is really three components to it is there's energy. So you need to take care of your own physical, mental, spiritual energy. So this is, you know, like the morning ritual that I developed for myself. I was learning to cultivate habits that maximize my energy so that I can show up as that leader that, that my business and my family deserve and that I can perform at my best. So that's the first, that's the first pillar. The second pillar is to have focus. So, okay, you have energy, but now you need to, like a laser beam, harness that energy by plugging energy sucks. And so this is really where a lot of um, wasted energy goes, is distractions, um, being disorganized, not having effective uh, task and project management. So these kinds of systems you set up allow you to harness that energy so that you can focus it and be more efficient with it But then where do you harness that energy? That's where the third pillar comes in, which is perfecting your priority. And this is where, you know, you cut out um, those stories about all the things you've told that you need to do. You need to be everywhere. You need to be on all these social media platforms, this and that. And you need to identify what is the constraint that is holding back your business specifically and focus that energy on unlocking that constraint or bottleneck to the point where that's unlocked, you can move on to the next bottleneck or constraint that's gonna show up in your business. So those are really the three pillars.
1: Okay, so I can imagine some entrepreneurs are going, what's really lacking in my business right now is more sales. I need more revenue. How does the laser beam effect get down to that level?
2: Yeah, so that's actually one of the five different types of constraints or bottlenecks that you might run into. And so the first one really is just lead generation. Um, and that's, you know, a lot of new business owners, that's going to be the, the first bottleneck they're going to come up against. And they are sequential. So the first one is going to come down to attraction. And then the second one is going to be trust. So you're building, uh, you're nurturing your leads, building trust with them. Third is when you're monetizing them, you have a, a process in, in place to enroll clients. Fourth is the fulfillment, where you're going to deliver them a wow sequence where they're going to want to just like blown away and they're going to want to refer you to other people. And the fifth is profitability. So how do you, you know, retention, ascension, making sure that your business is profitable. So that's just to give you a big picture overview. Those are kind of the, the five constraints that the business can run into. Okay.
1: And so how do you work? I mean, do you work with people now? Like what's your, what's your main business right now?
2: Yeah. So right now, uh, my main business is wtimeoff.com, mm-hmm. and that's where I really work with people on identifying what is the constraint in their business for one thing, but then also what are the systems that are lacking in their business? Where are they wasting time? Where are they spending their personal energy where they should probably get the support in place and build out some team members? So that they are not personally doing everything themselves, because, you know, the reality is you just you can't do everything. There's always going to be more than you can do. And that's why we people get trapped in the hamster wheel trap is because they think they need to either do it all themselves or they they're just running and trying to get more done faster. But that that's not that's not going to work because there's only so many hours in a day
1: right what who's a good client for you like a, a typical client for double your time off how do they come to you is it they're seeking more time off i mean guess that's the big draw and then what's an engagement typically look like how do you start working with them
2: yeah so for me i really love working with visionary types the if you think of gina wickman's rocket fuel like this there's, there's two kind of archetypes of the visionary and the integrator the visionary has all these ideas and they're they're like starting things and you know they ha- they have these visions and they can think big picture but they don't necessarily have the skill set of how to bring that reality down into what needs to get done who needs to do it how is it going to get done and how do i imp- implement like effective processes and systems in place to make sure that I can get predictable res- results on a recurring basis. So when someone works with me, then really we're going we're to go through a business audit. We're going to audit your time, we're going to audit your th- different areas of your business that I mentioned earlier and then develop a custom plan for you and your business on how what are the steps that you need to take and what are the systems you need to implement.
1: And how long does something like that usually take? Like what's a typical engagement?
2: My typical engagement is six months. Mm-hmm. That's the the default. Some people, you know, will choose to maybe do like a, a one-day implementation day where we'll just try to do as implement as many systems as we can up front. Um, or maybe, you know, maybe three months engagement, but really the the main one is a six months engagement.
1: Okay. What talk to me about the task and project management system that you have, and how does that how does that help small business owners?
2: Yeah. So this is really uh, one of the biggest sources of disorganization that that or entrepreneurs have is you know maybe they're keeping everything in their head or they're allowing like their email inbox, which is essentially a, to- a to-do list that other people add to, they're letting that run their lives. And so, you know, as you can kind of imagine, the problem with that is you're going to be running from one fire to another, putting up things that are seemingly urgent, but you're not working on the things that are important, but aren't quite urgent yet, the more long-term projects and starting things. One, one of the clients I'm working with right now, he tells me, I'm a pressure player. And so what that really means is that he's, he's allowing urgencies to run his life. And so he isn't working on a consistent basis, taking one step at a time, creating a longer term vision of what he really wants. He's allowing the whirlwind of life to kind of knock him around. So when you have a task and project management system that aligns with longer term visions and plans, what I call or is called vertical coherence, where you know what you're working on today is working towards your nine month outcome you want to reach, which is working towards your one year and 25 plus year visions. Now, not only are you making consistent progress towards that, but you're also feeling a sense of fulfillment because you are noticing that coherence between what you're doing and where you want to go.
1: Michelle, how many people are looking, our parents, I guess, how many business owners do you work with that are parents and really want that more, t- have more quality time with their kids? And how many just want to have work less? You know, like how does that fall down?
2: Yeah, well, I, I specialize in working with parents. Uh, I'm a parent myself, and that's really where my passion lies is, you know, I, I want to create a world where we have children that feel secure in themselves because their parents were present. And also that they, su- they know that they can design a life that they want. They don't have to default to the cultural narratives or the predetermined paths that are laid out. They see their parents doing what they love and, and it, and it not destroying them by working 80 hours a week and, and being this role model for the future generation.
1: I mean, I guess this is really a program, correct me if I'm wrong, but really a program for entrepreneurs, self-employed people, because if you were able to even do your job as a W-2 employee very effectively, I doubt they're going to like seeing you head out the door or take a take Friday off every week, right? They'll be like,
2: oh, great, you've got time. Let me give you some more work yeah, to do. Yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly. Just pile it on.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay.
1: Okay. Um, we got about uh, three to four more minutes um, so that we can uh, talk about. Talk about um, what does it mean? I mean, you've probably got some testimonials by now. What does it mean when when, do, is there like a, I call it like not a day of reckoning in a bad way, but when people go, oh my gosh, I just realized, you know how sometimes you have a headache, you take an aspirin or something and you, the headache's gone, you didn't realize it. Do people kind of go through this, your program, double your time off, and then all of a sudden realize they're literally not working as many hours or or is it more apparent than that
2: is it more apparent as in like is it something that like they
1: like every week they're going oh i just cut you know 20 minutes or half an hour off and a month later you know maybe they're half a day off or is or is it um more subtle than that right over yeah the long term
2: It's a, it's a pretty gradual process. Like we start off trying to do more of the quick wins. Like what are the things that right off the bat can knock two hours off of your week? Okay. And so those quick wins are going to be pretty immediate. There's usually things that are just sucking a whole lot of time out of your day. Like, like the average person spending, you know, four to five hours in email every day um like if that's what it's that's one of your things like we need to that's a major issue and so that'll right off the bat we can knock off several hours at it right off the bat but then over time it's going to be a more gradual process of constantly refining the systems that you're doing to squeeze out just a little bit more time with the input that you're putting into it
1: okay um and this time blocking, can, can you give a, like a two minute answer on that? And then we'll, we'll wrap up, but I'm, I'm curious about time blocking and how does that help somebody who's usually bouncing from one thing to the other?
2: Yeah. What I like about time blocking is it's an opportunity for you to really design like an ideal week. And so when I'm thinking about time blocking, I like to think about really what are the main categories of life that I want to make sure that I'm addressing on a weekly basis, and so for me, and probably most people, it's going to fall under three buckets. The first is health and se- or health and self. So like I mentioned earlier, taking care of yourself, getting adequate sleep, movement, having fun in your life. That's the first thing that you want to make sure that when you're looking at your week, do I have time that is blocked out for myself and for my growth and for my health? The second bucket is family and relationships. So, of course, me being a family man, I'm going to make sure that that is in my week. When am I spending time just with my kids? I'm not checking email. I'm not trying to sneak in some work. This is time that I'm unplugged. I'm with my family. And I want to make sure that's in my week because if I don't don't have those two things, then I'm going to be not living a fully rounded life. And, of course, the third bucket is going to be service and work. And so really determining like, what are my scheduled work hours and not working past those hours. So you, you create like an ideal sick case scenario. And then obviously where you're at right now is going to be different. So then you have something to work towards and you can edge those work hours, maybe work them back. Maybe you can start cutting out half a day, cutting out a, you know one full day. So you can either cut out a full day or, or cut out hours off of every day. And um, yeah, just working your way towards more of that ideal lifestyle that you desire.
1: That's great. Hey, uh, fascinating topic. I'm, I'm really uh, appreciative of you coming on Dream Business Radio. How can people learn more about you and, and connect with you?
2: So I have a 90-day execution planner, which is basically going to walk you through a three-phase process to determine what is the biggest outcome for you in the next 90 days, what's that bottleneck that I need to unlock that's going to, you know, propel me towards my vision? And then how do I, what are the actual steps I need to take to create that outcome and, and you know, reach that vision? So that is at doubleyourtimeoff.com slash gym. And just input awesome. your information and it's free.
1: Great. shall thank you so much for being my guest this week on Dream Business Radio. Greatly appreciate it.
2: Thanks so much for having me, Jim.
1: Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with A Shao Free Sky. Remember, go to DoubleYourTimeOff.com forward slash Jim and download that um, template that he has there for you, the 90-day plan. Um, Connect with me at GetJimPalmer.com or DreamBizCoaching for the Dream Business Mastermind. But that's it. Until this time next week, another fantastic interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and you take good care.